PrettyLitter.com, introducing the world's smartest cat litter. Health monitoring litter that won't break the bank or your back. This truly is litter box magic. 15,000 five-star reviews. Say goodbye to that litter box smell. Pretty litter traps odor instantly and then eliminates moisture so you'll never smell your cat's dirty business again. Easier cat care and fresh litter is just around your doorstep. No need to bring baking soda for extra odor or absorption. Ditch the pine pellets and upgraded to silica cat litter. Refill once a month, scoop less, up to 80% lighter. Cat parents are obsessed with this color-changing litter. Unlike traditional litter, pretty litter keeps tabs on your cat's health by changing color. Cats are notorious for hiding illnesses. Pretty litter changes color to tell you when your cat has a potential health issue so you can get them to help before it becomes an urgent medical situation. Pretty litter, silica litter, crystal litter could save you big money on expensive pet bills, not to mention it could save your cat's life. The soil litter will show the following alkalinity. Blue may indicate certain types of urinary tract infections or increased risk of stone formation. Typical dark yellow, olive green coloring indicates urine within a typical range. Acidity orange may indicate a metabolic acidosis or kidney tubular acidosis. Blood red may indicate bladder crystals, feline lower in urinary tract disorder or certain types of kidney disease. How Pretty Litter works. Choose number of cats. Tell Pretty Litter how many cats you have and they'll know how much litter to send you. They have options for grocery scenario for every scenario. Get your litter delivered every month. Pretty Litter's lightweight cat litter is delivered to your door. Refill once a month. Pretty Litter's non-clump advanced formula means you need less kit litter compared to traditional clay litter with clumping formula save money. Pretty Litter will save you money on potential vet bills through er every de early detection plus on average cost less per month compared to leading brand competitors. Cleaner and safer Pretty Litter is made from clean effective materials that help control odor and Reduce dust while also being family and pet safe. Household friendly, less dust, less mess, 99.9% .9 dust free. Everyone's talking about Pretty Litter. Veterinarian seal of approval. Why Pretty Litter is better. Advanced odor control. Pretty Litter super absorbent silica gel litter eliminates smells. Ultra light and delivered free. Stop hauling a giant bag of litter from the store. Monitor your cat's health. Crystals change color to help detect early signs of illnesses. The Pretty Litter promise Pretty Litter to take some of the stress out of cat parenting so you can focus on what matters most, living a long and happy life together. Pretty Litter was invented to give cat parents peace of mind knowing that they can keep daily tabs on their cat's health. To further take care of your cat's health, Pretty Litter developed Pretty Please, a premium grab grain-free cat food to support your companion in all stages of life. Look for a special introductory offer when you add Pretty Litter. Pretty Please to your Pretty Litter order at checkout. 30-day guarantee. That try Pretty Litter at risk-free for 30 days. If for 
Any reason you're not completely satisfied, just return within 30 days and Pretty Litter will issue a full refund. Get started today. Try Pretty Litter. Talkspace.com Feeling better starts with a single message. Support for individual therapy for me, couples therapy for us, teens ages 13 to 17, psychiatry, medication management. Talkspace accepts insurance rated number one online therapy, 1 million users, employee stress check report, what's behind the great resignation, read the results of this year's survey, introducing more flexibility, learn about how Talkspace has updated their line sessions format to better serve you. Mental health checkup. Take a short online test to get answers about your mental health, how Talkspace works, brief assessment, answer a few questions about your preferences, pick your therapist, select from a list of recommendations, start therapy, begin the journey toward a happier you, benefit the Talkspace, eliminate commuting time and scheduling hassles, flexible plans to meet your needs and lifestyle, seamlessly switch therapies at no extra cost, save money while Returning, receiving high-quality care, ready to get started. Talkspace offers comprehensive online mental health treatment options to meet all your needs via video, messaging, or phone. Online therapy, ongoing support from a licensed therapist, couples therapy, relationship-centered therapy that connects you and your partner. Teen therapy, specialized therapy for ages 13 to 17, psychiatry, valuations, and Psychic medications management, more than 60,000 five-star reviews, licensed providers providing a range of specialties to meet your specific needs of, in areas like depression, relationships, anxiety, and stress, parenting, LGBTQIA, chronic illness, eating disorders, anger management, childhood abuse, mood disorders, old trauma and grief, no, OCD, trauma and grief, substance abuse, family conflict, and much more. Get matched today. Talkspace versus face-to-face therapy. 80% found Talkspace to be as effective or more effective than traditional therapy. 98% found Talkspace to be more convenient than traditional therapy. And Talkspace for business. Talkspace partners with employers, health plans, and schools to make mental health care more available and, and affordable. Here is the next chapter in Laura Ingalls Wilder's Little House on the Prairie, titled, Pa Goes to Town. Before dawn, Pa went away. When Laura and Mary awoke, he was gone and everything was empty and lonely. It was not as though Pa had only gone hunting. He was going to town and he would not be back for four long days. Bunny had been shut in the stable so she couldn't follow her mother. The trip was too long for a coat. Bunny whinnied lonesomely. Laura and Mary stayed in the house with Ma outdoors was too large and empty to play in when Pa was away. Jack was uneasy too and watchful. At noon, Laura went with Ma to water Bunny and to move the cow's picket pin to fresh grass. The cow was quite gentle now. She followed where Ma led and she would even let Ma milk her. At milking time, Ma was putting on her bonnet when suddenly all Jack's hair stood up stiff on his neck and back and he rushed out of the house. They heard a yell and a scramble and a shout. Call off your dog! Call off your dog! Miss Edwards was on top of the woodpile and Jack was climbing up after him. He's got me treed, Miss Edwards said, backing 
along the top of the woodpile. Maud could hardly make Jack come away. Jack grinned savagely, and his eyes were red. He had to let Mr. Oz come down from the woodpile, and he watched him every minute. Ma said, I declare he seems to know what that Mr. Ingalls isn't here. Mr. Edwards said that dogs knew more than most folks gave them credit for. On his way to town that morning, Pa had stopped at Mr. Edwards' house and asked him to come over every day to see that everything was all right, and Mr. Edwards was such a good neighbor that he had come at chore time to do the chores for Ma, but Jack had made up his mind not to let anyone but Ma go near the cow or bunny while Pa was gone. He had to be shut in the house while Mr. Edwards did the chores. When Mr. Edwards went away, he said to Ma, Keep that dog in the house tonight and you'll be safe enough. The dark crept slowly around the house and the wind cried mournfully and Al said, Woo! Woo! A wolf howled. And Jack growled low in his throat. Mary and Laura sat close to Ma in the firelight. They knew they were safe in the house because Jack was there and Ma had pulled the last string in. The next day was empty like the first. Jack paced around the stable and around the house, then around the stable and back to the house. He would not pay any attention to Laura. That afternoon, Mrs. Scott came to visit with Ma while they visited. Laura and Mary sat politely as still as mice. Mrs. Scott admired the new rocking chair. The more she rocked in it, the more she enjoyed it, and she said how neat and comfortable and pretty the house was. She said she hoped to goodness they would have no trouble with Indians. Mrs. Scott and heard rumors of trouble. She said land knows they'd never do anything with this country themselves. All they do is roam around over it like wild animals. Treaties or no treaties, the land belongs to folks that'll farm it. That'll only, that's only common sense and justice. She did not know why the government made treaties with Indians. The only good Indian was a dead Indian. The very thought of Indians made her blood run cold. She said, I can't forget the Minnesota massacre. My pa and my brothers went out with the rest of the settlers and stopped them only 15 miles west of us. I've heard pa tell often enough how they all made a sharp sound of throat and my, Mrs. Scott was stopped. Whatever massacre was, it was not something that grown would not talk about when little girls were listening. After Mrs. Scott had gone, Laura asked Ma what a massacre was. Ma said she could not explain that now. It was something that Laura would understand when she was older. Mr. Edwards came to do the chores again that evening, and again Jack treated him on the woodpile. Ma had to drag him off. She told Mr. Edwards she couldn't think what had got into that dog. Maybe it was a wind that upset him. The wind had a strange wind, wild howl in it, and it went through Laura's clothes as if the clothes weren't there. Her teeth and Mary's teeth chattered while they carried many armfuls of wood into the house. That night they thought of Pa in Independence. If nothing had delayed him, he would be camping there now near the houses and the people. Tomorrow he would be in the store buying things. Then if he could get an early start, he, could, he would come home, come partway home and camp on the prairie tomorrow night, and the next night he might come home. In the morning, the wind was blowing fiercely, and it was so cold that Ma kept the door shut. Laura and Mary stayed by the fire and listened to the wind, screaming around the house and howling in the chimney. That afternoon, they wondered if Pa was leaving Independence and coming toward them against the wind. Then, it w then when it was dark, they wondered where he was camping. The wind was bitterly cold. It came even into the snug house and made their backs shiver while their faces roasted in the heat of the fire. Somewhere on the big, dark, lonesome prairie, Pa was camping in that wind. The next day was very long. They could not expect Pa in the morning, but they were waiting till they could expect him. In the afternoon, they began to watch the creek road. Jack was watching it, too. He wanted to go out, and he went all around the stable and the house, stopping to look toward the creek bottoms and show his teeth. The wind almost blew him off his feet. 
When he came in, he would lie not. He would not lie down. He walked about and worried. The hair rose on his neck and flattened and rose again. He tried to look out of the window and then wind at the door, but when Ma opened it, he changed his mind and would not go out. Jack's afraid of something, Mary said. Jack's not afraid of anything ever, Laura contradicted. Laura, Laura, Ma said, it isn't nice to contradict. In a minute, Jack decided to go out, but... He went to see that the cow and calf and bunny were safe in the stable, and Laura wanted to tell Mary, I told you so. She didn't, but she wanted to. At chore time, Ma kept Jack in the house so he could not tree Mr. Edwards on the woodpile. Pa had not come yet. The wind blew Mr. Edwards in through the door. He was breathless and stiff with cold. He warmed himself by the fire before he did the chores, and when he had done them, he sat down to warm himself again. He told Ma the Indians were camping in the shelter of the bluffs. He had seen the smoke. From the fires when he crossed the bottoms, he asked Ma if she had a gun. Ma said she had Pa's pistol, and Mr. Edwards said, I reckon they'll stay close in camp a night like this. Yes, Ma said. Mr. Edwards said he could make himself right comfortable with hay in the stable, and he would spend the night there if Ma said so. Ma thanked him nicely, but said she would not put him to that trouble. They would be safe enough with Jack. I am expecting Mr. Ingalls any minute now, she told him. So Mr. Edwards put on his cap and cap coat and cap and muffler and mittens, and picked up his gun. He said he didn't guess that anyone would bother her anyway. No, Ma said. When she shut the door behind him, she pulled the latch string in through darkness, and, and the darkness had not yet come. Laura and Mary would see the creek road plainly, and they watched it until the dark hid it. Then Ma closed and barred the wooden window shutter. Pa had not come. They ate supper, they washed the dishes, and swept the hearth, and still he had not come. Out in the dark where he was, the wind shrieked and wailed and howled. It rattled the door latch and shook the shutters. It screamed down the chimney, and the fire roared and flared. All the time, Laura Mary strained her ears to hear the sound of wagon wheels. They knew Ma was listening to, though she was rocking and singing Carrie to sleep. Carrie fell asleep, and Ma went on rocking. At last, she undressed Carrie and put her to bed. Laura and Mary looked at each other. They didn't want to go to bed. Bedtime, girls, Ma said. Then Laura and... Then Laura begged to be allowed to sit up till Pa came, and Pa and Mary backed her up till Ma said they might. For a long, long time, they sat up. Mary yawned, then Laura yawned, then they both yawned, but they kept their eyes wide open. Laura's eyes saw things grow very large and then very small, and sometimes she saw two Marys, and sometimes she couldn't see at all. But she was going to sit up till Pa came. Suddenly, a fearful crush scared her, and Ma picked her up. She had fallen off the bed smack on the floor. She tried to tell Ma that she wasn't sleepy enough to have to go to bed, but an enormous yawn almost split her head in two. In the middle of the night, she sat straight up. Ma was sitting still in the rocking chair by the fire. The door latch rattled, the shadow shook. The window was howling. Mary's eyes were open and Jack walked up and down. Then Laura heard again a wild howl that rose and fell and rose again. Lie down, Laura, and go to sleep, Ma said gently. What's that howling, Laura asked. That The wind is howling, Ma, said Ma. Now mind me, Laura. Laura laid down, but eyes would not shut. But her eyes were not shut. She knew that Pa was out in the dark where that terrible howling was. The wild men were in the bluffs along the creek bottoms, and Pa would have to cross the creek bottoms in the dark. Jack growled. Then Ma began to sway gently in the comfortable rocking chair. Firelight ran up and down, up and down the barrel of Pa's pistol in her lap, and Ma sang softly and sweetly. There is a happy land far, far away where saints and glory stand bright, bright as day. Oh, to hear the angels sing, glory to the Lord our King. Laura didn't know what she had 
that she had gone to sleep, she thought the shining angels began to sing with Ma, and she lay listening to their heavy, heavenly singing until suddenly her eyes opened and she saw Pa standing by the fire. She jumped out of bed and shouted, shouting, Oh, Pa! Pa! Pa's boots were caked with frozen mud, his nose was red with cold, his hair wildly stood up on his head. He was so cold that cold that coldness came through Laura's nightgown when she reached him. Wait, she said. He wrapped Laura in Ma's big shawl, and then he hugged her. Everything was all right. The house was cozy with firelight. There was the warm brown smell of coffee. Ma was smiling, and Pa was there. The shawl was so large that Mary wrapped the other end of it around her, and Pa pulled off his stiff boots and warmed his stiff, cold hands. Then he sat on the bench, and he took Mary on one knee and Laura on the other, and he hugged them against him, all snuggled in the shawl, their bare toes toasted in the heat from the fire. Ah, Pa sighed. I thought I would never get here. Ma rung him on the stores he had bought he had, and spooned brown sugar to the tin cup. Pa had brought sugar from Independence. Your coffee are ready in a minute, Charles, she said. It rained between here and Independence going, Pa told him, and coming back. The mud froze between the spokes till the wheels were nearly solid, and I had to get out and knock it loose so the horses could pull the wagon, and it seemed like we'd no more than started when I had to get out and do it again. It was all I could do to keep Pet and Patty coming against that wind. They're so worn out they can hardly stagger. I never saw such a wind. It cuts like a knife. The wind had begun while he was in town. People there told him he had better wait until it blew itself out, but he wanted to get home. It beats me, he said, why they call the south wind a northerner and how a wind from the south can be so tarnation cold. I never saw anything like it. Down here in this country, the north end of a south wind is the coldest wind I ever heard of. He drank his coffee and wiped his mustache with his handkerchief and said, Ah, that hits the spot, Carolyn. Now I'm beginning to thaw out. Then his eyes twinkled at Ma, and he told her to open the square package on the table. Be careful, he said. Don't drop it. Ma stopped unwrapping and said, Oh, Charles, you didn't. Open it, Pa said. In that square package were... There were eight small squares of window glass. They would have glass windows in their house. Not one of the squares was broken. Pa had brought them safely all the way home. Ma shook her head and said he shouldn't have been so, spent so much, but her whole face was smiling, and Pa laughed with joy. They were all so pleased. All went along. They, had, they could look out of the windows as much as they liked, and the sunshine would, could come in. Pa said he thought that Ma and Mary and Laura would like glass windows better than the, any other present, and he was right. They did but the windows were not all he had brought back. There was a little paper sack full of pure white sugar. Ma opened it, and Mary and Laura looked at the sparkly whiteness of that beautiful sugar, and they each had a taste of it from the spoon. Then Ma tied it carefully up. They would have white sugar when company came. Best of all, Pa was safely home again. Laura and Mary went back to sleep, very comfortable all over. Everything was all right when Pa was there, and now he had nails and cornmeal and fat pork, and salt and everything. He would not have to go to town again for a long time. Thank you for listening to this chapter of Laura Ingalls Wilder's Little House on the Prairie. Stay tuned next week for another chapter. Have a good week. Thank you for listening and be safe.